So, um, welcome, guys. Uh, tonight we are going to be ending our transplant, our you know our story um, series, and I, for me, this series has been really refreshing. Um, you know, today we're talking about God's promise, um, and I think it's one of the most. You know, it sounds weird to rank them, right? Because you know, oh, this is more important than this, uh, obviously. But for me, it's been. Uh, it's been kind of something that's all culminating down and back to God's promise. And so I'm really excited to kind of end with that today. Um, but it's been really refreshing for me to think about the gospel and think about God's plan um, through the lens of, of how we can succinctly kind of share that with people, right? Um, I think it makes us think about the gospel and God's plan uh, and his, you know, our story differently when we're thinking about it through the lens of like, how would I communicate this with somebody who doesn't know, right? Um, and so it's been really refreshing to think about it that way for me, but looking at it through our, you know, our common beginning, um, you know, as sinners who have fallen short in sin, but fallen short of the glory of God, and then looking at it through the, the purifying gift of Jesus, you know, and his sacrifice um, for us, and through the decision um, to follow Christ, right, that we're all called to make and all called to, to pursue, um, it's been a, a beautiful snapshot of the gospel, uh, all in one place. Um, and in, like I said, a very succinct manner. Um, but today, I, I'm honored to get to kind of end it and put, put, a, put a bow on it by talking about God's promise, which in reality, like I said, I think brings it all together and brings it all into one place, um, which is ultimately God's book, right? So um, that's what we're going to focus on today uh, and the truth of God's promise that we can cherish. Uh, so much in the promise that God made to us and everyone who makes a decision to follow right? um, So if you guys can pray with me one more time before we get started. Um, God, I just look tonight up to you completely. I know that you are in full control, and I know that your words will be spoken, and that your truth and your scripture is being shared, and I just thank you for allowing me to be a part of it. I thank you for every soul in this room that is here for a reason and here for a and that's to you know, be in community with, with the church, to love you, to glorify your name, to worship your name, and to learn more about you. Right? So we just want to be in this place and we can tonight as, as a place to do that. Um, please bless our time and be with us as we continue to learn about you and your Alright, so our guiding scripture for tonight uh, is continuing down that, you know, the last stop of Roman Road as we talked about. Um, and our scripture for tonight is going to be coming out of Romans chapter 10. Uh, and, funny enough, it comes right after our guiding scripture from last week um, in Romans chapter 10, verse 13. So, that verse reads, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Alright? Such a short but important truth. Right? One more time. Again, Romans 10, 13, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's the last stop uh, on Romans Road, and it's the promise that we are offered from God, right? I, like I did last time I got to talk on this message, I, I love to kind of read the scripture surrounding these two verses, because I think it gives us a deeper perspective as to where this is coming from, and the context that this can be used in and expressed in. So if we kind of Walk our way back a little bit. Still Romans chapter 10, but if we were to start in verse 11 and read from 11 through 13, um, this is what it reads. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. 
The same Lord is Lord of all, and richly blesses all who call him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Right? Um, now, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but it's something that I hadn't really seen and done a lot of studying with. But this scripture that we see has quotes in it. Anybody know what that means? The quotes in it? It's kind of referencing something else, right? When you see the quotes, um, it means that it's usually being uh, referenced back to the Old Testament or a different part of scripture where this truth is uttered by, again, God or through scripture. So I actually looked a little bit into that and I thought it was super interesting and it gave us a little more weight behind the verse, everyone who calls him the Lord will be saved. The first part of, first part of that, the scripture that has quotes on it from verse 11, uh, actually comes from Isaiah chapter 28, verse 16. So verse 11 read, anyone who believes in will never be put to shame. And in Isaiah chapter 28, verse 16, it says, so this is what the sovereign Lord says. See, I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone, which is, again, a common name that is given to Jesus in the name. But it says, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation, the one who relies on it will never be stripped So in verse 11, we see, uh, again, the, the verse says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. And that comes all the way back from Isaiah, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years before the Romans were written, um, that said, the one who relies on the cornerstone will never be stricken with pain. Right? In the second verse that we read from um, in chapter 13, that one also has quotes. Right? Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And that's referencing back to Joel, Joel chapter 2. Verse 28 to 32. Um, this one's a bit longer, but I think, like I said, it gives us uh, a clearer picture of this message and kind of gives us a little more depth. And it starts a little ominous, too, which is kind of cool. But Joel chapter 2, verse 28 to 32, it says, And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heaven and on earth, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there will be deliverance, as the Lord has said, even among the survivors who will live On the day of the Lord, it has always been said, all the way back to Joel, all the way back to Isaiah, that those who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Right? And so for me, it's it's not just really cool to see, you know, God through the ancient prophets and the Old Testament prophets and lead to Jesus hundreds and hundreds of years before his birth. But I think it just goes, you know, to cement how long-lasting, how secure, how dependable God's promise is to us and his faithfulness is to us. It's a promise that didn't just come around and just happen that Jesus was here, but it's a promise that God had for his people, the people who believe in him and followed him a long time, right? It's it's been through God is it's character of God to offer salvation and to have this promise in this covenant with his people. So that's a really, really cool part. And I hope you guys see that kind of just the weight behind that promise that God makes to us. Because the effects of the promise, right? That effects of the promise that we will be saved. And we will have an eternal life with our Savior, with Christ, carries an ultimate way and carries an ultimate um, you know, consequence and effect of what we can do with right? So, 
sharing our promise. Uh, I think when it comes to applying it to that concept, it's a beautiful promise on its own, right? It's something that you tell people, and it's like, yeah, that's awesome, right? God promises eternal life, and he promises to save us from our sins at the end of time because we love him, because we follow him. But I think that if we pair that beautiful truth of God's promise with additional truth that we also know from Scripture, it carries even more weight for people, right? And so two big truths that I think um, should always be on the mind and should always be a part of sharing God's promise with people um, are, are as follows, right? The first one is that this promise of salvation, of being saved, does not start when we die, right? Like, that's big. This, this promise of eternal life, if all it means to us is that, okay, once that day comes in our life that seems eternal, right, or seems so long sometimes, once that day comes, we're saved, right? That can be further from the truth, right? Our salvation doesn't begin with that. Our salvation starts now. Um, and that's huge, right? That's huge because it's not something that, it's not something that we do. It's not something that we follow Christ for that anymore. It's something that we do and starts changing and impacting and affecting all of our lives right now. Right? Um, and I think Jesus said it best with his own words in John chapter 17, verses 1 through 3. He reads as this. After Jesus said this, he looked towards heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may be glorified, uh, glorified to you. For you granted him authority over all people, that he might give eternal life to all those who have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ. Right? This is eternal life. And it's not just that when you die, you get to go to heaven, you get to spend eternity with Christ. But it's that we know Christ and we know the true God and the true Christ right now. Right? That's eternal life. And the eternal life starts now. And so this promise that we have from Christ that is eternal is something we can rely on, something that we can focus on, something that we can base our, you know, our activities, base our, our lives around, because it's something that starts now. Right? So that's a beautiful truth that I think can always and should always be there with God's promise. But the second truth is that our promise of salvation is not conditional. Right? It's not conditional on our accomplishments. It's not conditional on our knowledge, on our money, on our position, on our, you know, on strength, our wisdom. It's not, you know, not conditional on any earthly factor aside from what God, you know, calls for, which is calling him our, you know, our Savior and surrendering to him and following him as our Lord true God, right? And so we can see examples of God's promises and, you know, promises that he makes his followers in, you know, we could go down the list and name 50 different things, but a few that I just wanted to point out, um, some very powerful verses, um, go from different places, but just that idea, um, you know, our, our, our salvation being conditional knowledge, I feel like a lot of us get hung up on that when it comes to sharing with people, or when it comes to, um, sharing that, that, that promise and sharing our beginning and everything else, we get hung up on not having the knowledge. But in James chapter 1, verse 5, he reads, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding more, and it will be given to you. Right? It's not something we do on our own. It's not something we have to do. Because our salvation is not conditioned on our wisdom or our knowledge. Our strength, right? whether we are talking about emotional strength or physical strength or energy or just having the drive to do what we need to, um, we read in Exodus, verse 14 and 14, Chapter 14, verse 14. 
Uh, it says, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Like, we don't have to live this life and fight all of our battles on our own because God is a part of it and God wants to fight for us if we can be still and allow His grace to move. And then the last verse I wanted to share with you guys um, that just drives home that point that our salvation, our promise is not conditional, is just the idea of our human past, our human present, the future. Right? There's no earthly action that can cause God to turn his back on us if we're willing to repent, if we're willing to turn back to him. Right? And we read that in John chapter 1, verse 9. Uh, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us sins and purify us from the righteousness. So, this is a promise for all of us, right? For all of us who believe in Christ, for all of us who have decided to follow Him, and it's a beautiful promise that we get to share with other people, right? The only thing I think that can hold us back from doing that is a lot of kind of the discussion that we've had, whether it comes from pride, whether it comes from fear, whether it comes from, um, you know, anxiety of what's to come, but as we've hopefully discussed, it's something that when we can turn that over to Jesus as well and ask for an opportunity to love and to you know, show that promise to people, God's going to take care of the people. Right? And so I I love this idea that God's promise, the promise of salvation offered to us, um, can include all of these things. It includes our common faith. Right? It includes the gift, Jesus' physical sacrifice on the cross, so that we can be saved. It includes our decision and the decision that we need to make on a daily basis to receive God's promise, right? And to be a part of that. Not because he wants to take it away from us, but because we need to really accept that into right? Um, but I wanted to end today by reading all of kind of our key scriptures and our, um, you know, our, our guiding scriptures for the different messages. And so if you guys can do something for me, um, just close your eyes, right? And I want you guys to kind of think through what the scripture means to you. And so, this is, as we say, commonly known as Romans Road, but it is a way to succinctly tell the gospel to somebody. And I hope it's something that sticks out to you guys, and I hope it's something that you guys can rely on when it comes to your situation and this beautiful opportunity to share God's love with you. So, we start in Romans chapter 3, verse 23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we are still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10. You declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 13. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. We get to share that with people. We get to share God's plan and our common story with anyone and everyone who that puts in the I was touched last week when so many people in small groups shared their story. And we got to see the value and hopefully you got to see the value of your story. If you want to, it's okay. But just the idea. That our story comes from God's plan, and God's plan can be seen in our story, and we can help people with God's love, our common beginnings, the gift we are offering, the decision we're coming to make, and the promise that God makes to us.
God, there is no there are no words that we can utter. There are not enough actions we could take, things we could do that would ever come close to to making up or repaying the debt and the sacrifice that you made. I thank you that we're not called. Thank you that that burden, that weight, and that price is not put on us, but that you took care of that already. I know for myself, I know for everyone that lives on this planet, God, that we share a common theme, and not one that's meant to make us depressed or make us sad, but one that's meant to unite us. One that's meant to be an equal language for all of us. Reminding us that we are all worth the same and need of God. That we are all valuable in our eyes. That we all have a purpose. That we all have a plan for our life. And that our stories matter. And that our stories are a direct reflection of your love, of your grace, and your consistent provision. Thank you for tonight, allowing us to see truly how big of a promise you made for us, how long lasting of a promise it has been, and what it means for us as we share your love, as we share your gospel, and as we live our lives to be more like you, more glorifying to you, and ultimately more purposeful for Thank you. See you in the